Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1200. As long as you're heading in the direction that you want to go, be open to those changes that may surprise you and may bring uh, blessings that you're not, you're not anticipating. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Anthem, Arizona, Bernard Oliver. Hey, Bernard, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Here we go. Bernard Oliver is an automotive artist who grew up in Southern California. After attending Otis Parsons and Art Center, where he studied illustration and design, Bernard became a technical illustrator for General Dynamics. From there, he went on to Nissan Motor Corporation, where he created parts assembly drawings and cutaway illustrations. His freelance work has been with clients including Toyota, Honda, and Disney, in addition to design for the surf apparel industry. He's been an accessory designer for Adidas and has worked with past Cars Yeah guest Barry McGuire on his Car Crazy television show. Today, he creates designs for a variety of clients from Barrett-Jackson to Hot Rod Builders and many others. So, Bernard, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles? Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. I started out in the industry as an illustrator uh, before the computer era. So I was doing everything um, with the airbrush and pen and ink. And uh, and then the computers came on the scene and uh, had to adapt and uh, that was right about the time I was at Nissan. I saw a whole industry basically be revolutionized by the computer industry and had to reinvent yeah. myself. It's been a fun ride. It's been uh, a lot of unexpected turns, but uh, all in all, it's been really wonderful. Well, you're a lucky guy. I should say you're lucky because I'm not sure I believe in luck. You're someone that planned out your career path. You love cars. You love illustrating. You love drawing. You, all, you love art. And you've tackled that as a career, which is uh, really commendable. And we're going to learn a lot more about you as we continue through your journey. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Bernard, take the wheel. I don't know if I have anything that's really bumper sticker ready, but what I would say to anybody starting out in any career is to be open to the possibilities that are around you. It's good to know the general direction that you want to go. It's nice to know what your true north is, but you can't possibly survey the land that lays before you. There's going to be swamps and peaks and valleys. And as long as you're heading in the direction that you want to go, be open to those changes that may surprise you and may bring uh, blessings that you're not you're not anticipating. Yeah, it's a great way to go through life. And I know when we get to a question I ask all my guests here about a challenge or a failure, you're going to talk a little bit more about that and how something that on the uh, initial front can seem really devastating, but in hindsight, it was a really good move. But before we go there, I'd love to hear about a story that instigated your passion for cars. I know you grew up in Long Beach, California, Southern California, where I grew up down there, and uh, car culture is huge down there. Plus, you spent some time uh, with Barry McGuire, great guy, on his Car Crazy TV show. I hope we get to learn about that. But tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car guy. Well, I wanted a car when I was uh, 15, and uh, my parents weren't uh, well-to-do. So 
we bought a 62 bug for $500. And my dad and I spent the next two years rebuilding that car. Um, nice. <laughs> it was it was a it was a great project. I ended up lowering it and put a uh, you know Porsche Spider uh, rims on it, one piece window, and had bucket racing seats in it. And we painted the car in our garage. And I think I I really uh, started to appreciate cars at that point. It, it's one thing when you're driving a car and you think you understand the machine, but when it breaks down, you realize how complex that machine is and you, how little you really know about it. There are two things in my life that really made me appreciate the industry of, of automobiles, which was building that car and working in the industry where I basically spent the day drawing car parts, drawing engines and understanding the mechanisms that made that vehicle go. No doubt. You know, I, I love V-dubs. That goes back to my youth. I had a 67 Gia when I was in high school, and I spent a lot of work, tore that car apart, yeah, rebuilt it, customized a bunch of stuff, not unlike what you did with your bug. And I would imagine, you know, one of the things that a lot of people don't know all the components, and a Volkswagen is so simple and so basic um, that it's really kind of a good place to start. I remember having to redo my brakes. And the first time I went to drive, I hadn't tightened up all the little uh, bleeder valves and, of course, oh, pushed no. on the brakes, went to the floor and almost went oh. through the neighbor's garage. <laughs> you know, you learn those things the hard way. Luckily, I didn't learn the really hard way. But uh, uh, it's great to do that kind of thing and then to get to illustrate. Now, you did a lot of those cutaway illustrations. I am in awe of people with your talent that can do oh. that kind of thing and put everything in place. When you're doing a cutaway, and I'm kind of deviating, deviating off the questions here before I get to the next one. But how on earth do you know what everything is inside of that vehicle? Well, when you're working for a company like Nissan or, uh, you know, you're doing freelance work for, you know, a large company like Toyota, there's a lot of uh, reference material. You know, there's uh, technical manuals. They have libraries of technical manuals. They have cars in a uh, a garage that are in various states of uh, disassembly. So if, if I was doing a cutaway of a transmission, I could go down to the garage at, at the Nissan facility and say, you know, I need to see, you know, the inner gears of this particular transmission. And yeah. the text would just take it off the car and open it up for me. And I'd take pictures of it. And I'd cross-reference that with uh, tech manuals and you know, other documentation that we had. The thing, it's a very tedious job to do those type of drawings. It takes a lot of patience. And uh, I think uh, you have to be willing, if you're going to go into that type of work, you really have to be able to uh, hold a particular idea in your head for a very long time until you can see it come come to life. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I'm in awe of it. I've had several artists on the show that do that kind of work. And when I look at it, I just, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine. Where you begin and where you end and what you show and what you don't show, but uh, very cool talent. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure. I alluded to this earlier. Uh, more importantly, what did that situation teach you and how did you come out of it at the end in a positive way? It's kind of like what we were saying earlier. A lot of times, misfortune tends, out, tends to be something that's uh, an unanticipated blessing. I it's often where you stumble, you find your pot of gold. And I think uh, if you didn't have any of those struggles, you would never get out of your comfort zone. I think it's unfortunate, but for most of us, we don't see that until it's 
in our past and we can review it. But whenever I've had a setback, it's been a, it's been a growth stage that allowed me to explore different avenues of my career and allow me to branch out in ways that I would never have been afforded unless that that uh, mishap had happened. I've had a couple of them. I've been doing this for 30 years. The other thing that I, I think really influenced me a lot and really more than anything kind of put words to what I felt but never could put it into language was my time with Barry McGuire. He talks about passion. When I look back at my career, I've met a lot of businessmen who some of them were Ivy League graduates, some of them were high school dropouts. But the one thing they all had that made them successful was they were passionate about what they did. They could light a room on fire talking about their business. And for me, that's that's definitely been a part of what drives me is that I love what I do. You know, if you can if you can follow your bliss, there's nothing better than that. Now you said you worked with Barry. What did you do with him? I know you said you worked on his car crazy TV show. Yeah, so he had a he had a branch in McGuire's Car Wax that was called Car Crazy and it was he had a TV program and he would go around to different car shows and interview people like Carol Shelby and Jesse James and you know, people like that. And so what he would he would uh he also had to support that TV show, he had a website and he had e-cards e that you could download, cards that you could email to people on their birthday or whatever. They, you know, they had uh, special events that they helped sponsor. And I did all of the illustrations and graphics to support that website. Okay. So I was, I was at Adidas uh, designing golf bags and shoes for Adidas Golf. Barry McGuire offered me this job to sit around and draw hot rods up all day. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll come over. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be there. Well, I know that when you were at Nissan and you were there for a while, um, you said to me in a, a pre-show chat that they had a big layoff, which was probably very devastating at the time, most of the time, because when big companies do that, Sometimes people see it coming, sometimes they ignore it, sometimes they're totally blindsided by it. And for somebody that might be going through something like that, what would be the advice you would offer them? Let me uh, give a little bit of background to that because it was um, I was 28 years old. I thought I was on top of the world. I had my own office. I had a company car. I was the head illustrator for the, the publishing department in Nissan. And I really felt, you know, I felt really blessed. And I went to my uh a supervisor at the time, I told him, you know, I, um, my wife and I want to start having kids and I just want to make sure, you know, we're good here. And he, he said, Bernard, don't worry. You'll be one of the last people to go out of this apartment. So I went on vacation and I got, I got a phone call. I was in Sedona, Arizona, at my in-laws house. And my boss was on the line. He goes, Bernard, there was a layoff today and you were one of them. <laughs> Oh, thanks a lot, boss. Yeah. And now, was, now, how long was, was it between? How long was what? it between that first conversation and this one? Well, we, my wife was about six months pregnant with our first child. Oh, geez. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah so it was it was amazing. What happened was Nissan decided to build at the time the largest uh, North American assembly plant. They were trying to bring more production in, into the states, and I believe it was in Tennessee and. It was the first time that they had recorded a loss, and the seat, you know, the uh, shareholders 
you know, they basically demanded some sort of response. Right. And so they had a, a, a an outside company come in and say, well, we're going to take 10% out of every department. And it was based purely on seniority, not on the value of that person. So I wasn't the uh, most senior member, but I wasn't the newest member of the group, but I fell within that 10% margin. Yeah. And um, what had happened was um, the departments that I, I serviced, um, they petitioned the company and the company hired me back as a contractor. So I ended up doing contract work for them, but I had such a distaste in my mouth after that, that I, I really didn't want to work for another corporation. And at that time, you know, it was like people didn't jump around from job to job. You know, you were supposed to be loyal to a company and they were supposed to watch out for you. And I just felt I was really bitter about it. And, I started freelancing, you know, as much as I could. And uh, eventually that uh, contract work ran out and they moved the entire corporate headquarters. I think it was to Tennessee. So they left Southern California. It started a 14 year project of working for myself. And I ended up doing work for the surf apparel industry. I did work for Disney marketing, Disney online. I did work for Toyota and Honda. I did work for All Trade Tools. I I had a great time because I did such a variety of things. I did everything from card illustrations to cutaways of tools to apparel illustrations for surf t-shirts and stuff like that. And it was just it was really wonderful because every day I had something completely new on my desk to do. After 14 cool. years of doing that, four girls my wife and i had four girls i said i had it i gotta wow. get out of the house <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no <laughs> that was that was when i went back to corporate and i got i was lucky enough to get the job with adidas and then uh three years later i was just really tired of drawing golf bags and shoes and i i can't remember how i, I got in contact with him i was either through a friend or something but they put me in touch and they they started asking me to do some moonlighting and then Barry McGuire asked me to come on full time. And I was like, God, that sounds like fun. Draw hot yeah. hot rods all day. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, a, a great story about, you know, lots of times people work for big companies and they think there's security there, maybe more than if they work on their own. And there really is not. Uh, it's a bit of a myth because uh, many times with big companies, you never know when it's coming because they can't tell you, they won't tell you, or they don't even know. Your boss maybe right. doesn't even know it's coming because. Right after he lets you go, he's let go. So, uh, right. yeah, great lesson and great attitude about the whole thing. Thanks for sharing that. Let's talk about a big career aha moment, something that really kind of enlightened you. You know, I, I think maybe it's just kind of echo what we just talked about. There's no, there's really no security, even working for yourself. When when I was at Car Crazy, my wife was given an, an amazing opportunity. She was offered a six-figure salary to head up a group for the Pentagon. Uh, in Florida, along the Emerald Coast between Destin and uh, Pensacola, on one of the military bases, and she said, "Well, you know, you could go back to freelancing, and I really want to do this." And uh, so, when I resigned my position at Car Crazy, they said, "Well, we want to keep you on, so would you work remotely?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so <laughs> we moved out to Florida, and eventually, Car Crazy uh, went away, and I started doing screen print work up and down the coast and the Gulf Horizon oil spill hit. And most of my clients were 
buying screen prints for the, the, the tourist industry. And that whole region was just devastated by that oil spill. And it, the economy was already, uh, it was after the 08 crash, and it was already having a hard time. But that really devastated the Emerald Coast. And I was basically, uh, I had one client that folded up shop owing me $10,000. And I was like, you know, I was like in a financial freefall. So I kind of kind of echoing what we were talking about. There's really no security in anything. And, and if anything shows us that, I mean, you look at the 08 crash, there were people who, you know, they retired and that, that crash happened and they ended up penniless. So you really can't, there is no anticipating the future. You can make plans, but it's like the old axiom, you know, you, you plan for the worst and you hope for the best. Understood. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first special vehicle. Now, you already shared that VW, but is there a car that's really special to you that you finally got that really got you excited? Yeah, it was a, it was a 1956 Buick special station wagon. This is when I was living in San Clemente. Um, my girls were young. I was working out of the house, and uh, I was right by the beach, so I was surfing three or four days a week. And, you know, my routine was to get up, get the kids to school, put them in the wagon, drop them off, run by the surf break, see what was going on. If nothing was going on, go back and hammer up more designs. And it, was an, it was an awesome that lifestyle. That like a nice life. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> And it was I'll funny because, yeah, it was really funny because it was a beautiful car too. And it's like, I, I go down to San Onofre, you know, old man's and park it. And I'd come nice. out of the water and there'd be people around my car. <laughs> oh, I yeah. had to like, excuse yeah. me, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Got to get to work like, here. <laughs> it was one of those, you know, it was, it's those fifties cars are just, they're beautiful. They just, the styling just, there's nothing like it today. So, you know, they yeah. really. You know, and it was funny because you get on the freeway with that thing, and people would rush to get to look at the car, and you end up getting boxed in. You always hit with constant. <laughs> I mean, talk about yeah. defensive driving. Drive an old yep. car like that around as your daily driver, and see how life is. <laughs> Especially with mobile phones and pictures. Well, that '56 Special, those Buicks were cool. They got those three bullet portholes. Uh, yeah. I think it had three, right? And then uh, it yeah, has the that century, beautiful. The Century, the century had four. Four, yeah, okay. Yeah, this this was a four door wagon, right? Yep. Yeah, it had that beautiful sweeping line that came off the front fender down to the bottom of the rear left tire. If I remember right. my car right, usually That's they were right. two tone. Was your was your car two tone? Yes, it was uh, red on top and white on the bottom. Nice, nice. Yeah, Excellent. it was all red and white, red white interior. It was, it was a beautiful yeah. car, <laughs> no doubt. Was that your seller's remorse vehicle? I'm kind of guessing it might be. Yeah, it was, and and. Uh, my kids still give me a hard time about it today, but when we moved to Florida, um, you know, there was, we had, we had, uh, three cars and, uh, we had a whole house full of stuff to move. And I, I knew I, I, I was, I had a feeling I was getting into a situation out there that I wasn't going to have the same opportunities that I had in California, California for all its problems. It still has a lot of industry, especially for a designer. There's a lot of opportunity, and I I I had been to the the Panhandle of Florida before, and it's beautiful there, but there's not a lot there. So I knew I was going to be relying heavily on freelance because I didn't see a lot of industry out there, and I I just said, you know, I, I need to get rid of it. I need to have those funds available. So, yeah, understood. Well, heard a lot of those sellers' remorse stories on this show about 
1200 now. So uh, quite a few of those. What has you excited and fired up about uh, this brand new new year we're into, 2019? Well, I, I think uh, for me, it's interesting. I see the economy really affecting what I do. When, when uh, businesses aren't willing to cut loose on projects, it affects uh, me quite a bit, you know, whether it's uh, designing packaging or designing the aesthetics of a new product, you know, um, or doing even T-shirt art, how uh, responsive companies are to letting loose with those dollars for new products, it, it affects me quickly. And the the turnaround of the economy has been, for me, that's been great. I mean, the you know, things are really starting to pick up again and people are spending more money than they had been. It was was a tighter pull a few years ago. It's getting easier now. So yeah, I'm really absolutely. I'm really uh looking forward to you know the rest of this year, this new year. Awesome. Here's a very introspective question for you, Bernard. If you were a vehicle, if you were manifested into a vehicle parked in the garage tomorrow, what would you be? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. It's uh Kind of like Barbara Walters, you know, if you were a tree question. Hey, don't don't compare me to Barbara Walters. Maybe her success, but uh no, I don't want to go down that road. But uh yeah, you know, it's I, a funny question. It was a question that a fellow artist, uh Harold Cleworth, suggested I ask this question way back. He was one of my first hundred guests and he gave me this idea and it's generated a lot of interesting answers. So you can blame a fellow artist for this one. Yeah, I you know, Barry McGuire had a Ford GT that was just it was that thing was just an amazing piece of machinery. But you know, like especially with my stint with him, it, it was interesting to see all the different types of genres of car clubs and stuff. You know, from the tuners to the lowriders, and I had such an appreciation for all of them. But from an artistic point of view, the lowriders are really a lot of these families. They'll pass this car down from generation to generation. And they keep adding to it and. and detail and doing things to it but from a, a wow factor from a performance factor that Ford GT was the closest I've come to, to being in a car you know that's that type of caliber they're amazing cars I like the classics too I mean there's a romance about the classic cars there's a, an aesthetic there that it's too difficult for me to say I I, I would want you're all over want, the board, dude. Yeah, I, I really, I would want three or four cars, depending on the mood. You know, I'd want a truck or a sports uh, okay. car, you know. So every day you'd be a different car, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so. that's fair enough. Okay, well, today we'll say you're a Ford GT. How's that sound? That's a pretty cool That sounds good. Yeah, yeah good. there you go. Well, Bernard, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, 
trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. Mav TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Bernard, we are back. We're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? So when I was driving that Buick around, something I learned real quick is uh, an old car like that, unless you have unlimited funds and you can really do a nice off-the-frame restoration, should not be your daily driver. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I've been there, done that. (laughs) Yeah, when you're playing around with it, you know, you got to be someplace at some time. You know, it's those old cars are great to work on. They're 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 pretty simple, but it's real easy to get into a project and then find yourself in a position where you you need a part and you got to end up spending a week looking for that part. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I've uh, I've used daily uh, drivers, old cars as daily drivers. Had a '66 Mustang fastback that. Uh, I tried driving for about a year and a half up here in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, oh, yeah, it was wow. a bit of a challenge, that's for sure. Yeah. Plus, it was a GT350 clone, so it had a lot of power, a little wow. slippery in the slick roads, but uh, it was a cool car to drive. But yeah, I finally said, ah, I need something more reliable. So yeah. we take for granted how great cars are these days. They just don't break anymore. I mean, cars are just incredible nowadays. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years as an illustrator? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, looking back at things, especially with my family, especially when you're a young parent, you know, life is coming at you very fast and you really don't have time to think about what's happening to you. I think the trick in life is to take a moment and enjoy what you have at that time. It, that's a dis, that sounds like a really easy thing. It sounds like a, you know, a common sense thing, but it's a lot harder to do it. You know, you get caught up in trying to meet your family's expectations, meet your own desires of where you want to be. And then you're dealing in, you know, we're all in this hyper competitive society. And for me as an illustrator, I mean, my profession is very competitive, you know, and it seems like everybody you meet is an artist, you know, (laughs) it's, it's one thing to be an artist where you, you, you sit down and you paint or draw when you feel like it. But a professional does it every day, whether he feels like it or not. And yeah. 
There's a difference there. There's a difference between being able to draw when you feel like it and having to draw when you don't feel like it and perform at a certain level. And um, it's at those moments you really have to slow down and say, you know, this is this is very cool what I'm doing. This is very neat that I can make a living like this. Absolutely. There's a great uh, quote I remember that says, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. And if you're anxious, you're living in the future. But if you're at peace, you're living in the present. And that's I think wonderful. that's exactly what you just said. Yeah, it's a great, great yeah. way to think about life. Yeah, take a moment. Smell the flowers. That's why that, that quote's so important. Yeah, take yeah. a moment and just focus on what you're doing today. Forget, try to forget about all the other stuff for a little bit. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of great resources for us automotive enthusiasts these days. Is there one you'd like to share? Well, I mean, I love SEMA. I, I got to go a few times with Barry Maguire. Uh I love the car shows. Hot August Nights is a great show. Um, the good guys always put on great shows here in Scottsdale. The good guys uh, come here once a year. I, there's a lot of great resources. And the wonderful thing about, you know, technology is that it's all at your fingertips. When, when my dad, my dad was a designer and I used to hang out at a shop in the summers and I would see these illustrators coming with their portfolio pitching for work. You don't have to do that anymore. You you don't have to beat the streets. You can everything's at your right. fingertips. <laughs> it's it's yeah, pretty amazing. Pretty I mean, there's a lot of bad things about the internet, but there's so much great stuff. You have so many resources. And yeah, definitely SEMA's SEMA's one of them. Love SEMA. Been going to it for thirty years now. Uh, also, there's a great show in your old stomping grounds that's relatively new, the Classic Auto Show, which takes place in Costa Mesa this year in March. In fact, I'm going to be the uh, MC on the celebrity stage. I'm going to be getting to talk to some great past cars, yeah, guests who've been on the show and a future, couple future ones. So, uh, yeah, if you get back over there to Southern California in March 16, 17, check it out. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Gosh, I, it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, I like Jesse James a lot. I mean, the guy he he grew up in Long Beach. Uh, he started West Coast Choppers. Uh, he, I think he's in the gun industry right now. I think he's not. Yeah, even, he's making custom guns. I ran into him at yeah. SEMA and talked to him a little bit. I'm working on getting him on this show. Hopefully, I'll get him on the show here sometime soon. But uh, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he seems like a real the real deal. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's he's very cool. I. Um, Schwag used to work uh, for Barry McGuire, and I got to know him. And um, he was the co-host for Monster Garage. And, but I, I don't know. I, I think for me, maybe uh, you know, someone like uh, Daddy Roth or uh, someone like that. Uh, oh, I don't Dad know. Daddy Roth. Oh, that's old school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to, I got to see him as a kid at a car show up in Orange County. Um, in fact, I have a poster. I still have it to this day that he signed for me, which was pretty cool because uh, oh, cool. I built a lot of his models back in the day, you know, the yeah. uh, rat fink and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Daddy Ed Roth, that would be pretty cool. Now, is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Uh, I can't think of anything car-related. I'm a Christian, so if I had to uh, recommend a book, I would have to say the Bible. I know that's probably really politically incorrect today, but— uh, I don't think still- so. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, know, it's, it's a great reference. I've had many guests reference that book, including Barry McGuire, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, very religious gentleman, uh, very much a Christian. So I think we'll stick with the Bible. I think that'd be it's a great reference point for yeah. anybody to enjoy, no matter what they're standing. There's a lot to learn there. Well, listeners, I'll remind you that you can find everything that Bernard has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. 
Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Bernard Oliver, and that page will pop right up. All right, Bernard, we're getting up to the uh, checkered flag here, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy, but it's fun to think about. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. You can have that old Buick back or whatever, Ford GT. doesn't matter what it costs because I'm going to park it in your garage. There are a couple rules to this game, and they are. You can only have this one collector car in your garage. You can have a daily driver, but just one collector car. You have to drive it. No garage queens here. I want you to get out and enjoy it in the beautiful foothills of the Arizona desert there outside of Anthem. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or cars for all four of your girls. So (laughs) what can I buy you today? Oh, wow. That's an interesting question. Um, I would really have to think about it, but being on the spot, you know, I'll take that Ford GT. Black would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's uh, the color of Barry's car. He's got the new Ford uh, GT model as well, um, which I think is in black also. So, uh, yeah, those cars look pretty ominous in black. So, uh, yeah, you don't see them around too often in black as well. Well, I'll get to work on that car for you. Uh, I might have to drive it from up here in the Pacific Northwest down there to Arizona. (laughs) I might. Put a few miles on it before I deliver it, but that's okay. It'll come. It'll show up nice and shiny, in good shape. I know how to take awesome. care of cars. <laughs> well, Bernard, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the Arizona desert in that Ford GT? Yeah, I mean, I I would say you know whatever your station in life is. You know, as long as you're moving forward, you're learning something new, you're adding to your skill sets, your future will be bright. You may not know what what your future will be, but as long as you're growing, this kind of speaks to dead-end jobs. You know, there's only one reason you should stay in a job. You're either growing intellectually or they're compensating you for staying at that job. You should always be looking for the next opportunity Great just advice. to continue to grow. Yeah, yep. Continue to grow and learn. Sharpen that saw every day. What's the best way for listeners to follow along with you and your business? So uh, I guess my website, uh, you can get all my contact information there. It's uh, www.designsbybernard.com. At yahoo.com is my email. You're more than welcome. Drop me a line. Uh, Love to hear from you. Listeners, I'll put all those uh, contact links on Bernard's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Check out what this young man is doing and what he's creating. I think you're going to be blown away. Some really, really beautiful work, Bernard. Thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your many experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. You're welcome. It's great fun. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.